The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. Today I have a very special guest. She is literally the girl next door, Brooke Evers. Welcome, Brooke. Yay. <laughs> Hello. Literally. Literally the girl next door. I was like, that's the door. best heading ever. That's I the know. best title. I was pretty proud of myself for coming <laughs> with it. And, of course, I have Miss Courtney Hello. to my right. Yay. Loves a pun there. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really work on work on that. Um, before we get into our angel cards today, we're going to give a little bit of brief history. Brooke and I have been in and out of each other's life, I'm going to say, for like 20 years, which is... Wow, you're really showing wow. your age now. I know. <laughs> We're not we're not teenagers no more. So when I was like six, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was three. I was. Yeah. <laughs> we met at kindy, <laughs> but we met a very long time ago, and um, we're going to go into Brooke's history and everything a little bit later. But Brooke, um, from a very young age, was the um, how I will, I'm going to even say the girl next door, the surfer girl. Um, that was a few headings I think on Ralph, yeah. the girl next door <laughs> yeah. when I was like eighteen. Yeah. And um, we we met um, many moons ago when I was working in a modelling agency and Brooke was one of the models. So I was always very, like, um, girl crushy on Brooke. (laughs) From then she was, like, the natural beauty, you know, like little swimwear outfits and so super cute. And then we probably spent, like, the next five to ten years in and out of growing up. We started like going to yeah. social circles in the same mixing. Hanging out of Rosencrown, I remember Ro- in Rosencrown, <laughs> bit of Palmy also. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out in Palmy. Then we went moved into festivals. Um and then um yeah we spent a little bit of time apart and then one day I looked out my back window and Brooke was my next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like literally heard her speaking because she has such oh, a yes. dis- such a distinct yes. voice and I was in my laundry and I was like Brooke I can hear Brooke. Brooke Evers is close to me, but I cannot see her and I'm in my laundry. I'm like, is she on my TV? And then I've like taken two steps back from because my laundry is like on the balcony. It's very strange. It's not in the house, but it's in a room. And Brooke at the time um, was, I think you were, your desk was set up. Yeah, there. probably. Yeah, probably near the and window. And Brooke can be a foghorn too. She hasn't got the quietest voice in the world. Soz. And then I've like <laughs> put my head back and we've just both looked at each other and we're like pointing and like, you? What are you doing? <laughs> I had already been there for like three months. So, oh. but Brooke. And I was so excited because I've never had like a friend that lived next door yeah. or in a street. Yeah. So I was pumped. Same. And it, it's been it's been super fun. But before we get into a bit more about Brooke, I just wanted to point out, well, not just why she's here, but she is a dear friend of mine and spending the past year living next to each other, we have definitely shared some, um, some cool combos together and um, we have a lot more to share a le- little bit later on in the episode. But before Yay. we do that, it's Angel Cards. Yay! So I haven't Brooke, done any I know, Brooke's week. been um, asking me to do these for a little while. I'm like, when you're on the podcast, I'll do it for you. You have to, you have to wait until then. So um, which hand do you write with? My right. Right, so pop them in your left hand. Kind of like that. Yeah. And then this way. Yep. And then give it a big solid knock on the top. Yep. And yep. then just start shuffling. And when you feel like time to stop shuffling, um, stop. On. So just have a little breath in, breath out. 
There's angel. usually one that will pop out like crazy. Yeah. So and let the angels. Maybe that one. Yeah, that, that one just, just lifted. Alrighty, when you feel settled. I'm a big fan of angel cards, everyone. Like, yes, I love them. You have a deck, don't yeah, you? Yeah, the oracle ones. I yeah. don't know if that's. These are these, these are oracle cards too, but daily guidance from your angels. They still are very popular in my DMs. I actually <laughs> just bought a pack of tarot cards the other oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah. I have. I I I enrolled in a twenty-one day. You know the daily om. Like oh, they do yeah. the, like the courses. I enrolled in a um, twenty-one day intuition tarot course. I didn't finish it. Surprise, Courtney. Like, <laughs> another one to add to the list. Started You've been didn't finishing finish. courses recently, though. Yes, I you, have. So. I definitely have, which I'm like can't believe I did. Um, and yeah, so maybe we could do that together because it only goes for seven minutes each one. And it's 21 days, but it felt you like it. Get a <laughs> I didn't have tarot cards though. Oh, okay. So I hard. thought it was going to teach me more about tapping into my intuition for these cards. Oh, okay. And then they're like, no, they have to be tarot. And I was like, well, I'll okay. just put that aside and find. And they're so find nice. Really. I got the ones from Prey, that Prey store. That's where I got mine the from. P R E Y? E A E. P R A E. Okay. And they're black and they've got really amazing illustrations. Oh, I'll have to come have to over. Yeah, yeah, we'll have yeah. a play. All right, let's see what you've got. Okay. Gosh, sorry. <laughs> child. Shut up. I, I was literally walking this morning and <laughs> I was so like, weird. Brooke is going to get the child card. Oh yes. God, I love, I love that. Maybe tell people why. It's like so <laughs> Oh, my God, I love that. <gasps> oh, oh, no, but there's another meaning and it's just like going to like. Don't, you'll probably already no, start making me cry I'm already. Like, oh, my I'm God. I'm so emotional the last few days. I don't even know what's okay, going on. Okay, so let's ah. – I, I actually – Big breath. Big breath. I want you to read that and I'm going to read the other bit and then. Okay. Child, you <laughs> care deeply. Like, enthusiasm is higher around here, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. My adrenaline's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Child, you care deeply about children and they readily respond to your love. All children, including your own inner child, require love, affection and attention. We can clear. We can clear and open your heart and schedule so that you can give more time and energy to your children who need you, to the children who need you. Before I read the card, I just, because I actually visualised this happening this morning, which is like I feel like I'm shaking. I was like, I'm going to get her to pull the card at the start, but we're not going to read the card until the end because <gasps> I was like, and so anyway, but we've, we've done it this way now and I didn't think it was really going to happen, but I'm mind blown. Um, the, oh, <laughs> this card signifies that a child is affecting some aspect of your question. This could be your own child, your desire for a child, a young family member or your present or future work in helping children. Having ch- Have children been on your mind lately? If so, this card is proof that whatever you've been considering is valid. This includes spending more time with children, looking into areas of employment related to young ones. Additional meanings for this card. Be, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> your life purpose involves helping children. Be as a child. Pay attention to your inner child. A child in heaven is saying, I love you. Pregnancy or adoption might be a part of your life. Wow, that's nice. Maybe, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so nuts, babe. So why yeah. does that resonate with you, Brooke? Tell us. Oh, in every single way. One, I'm an immature child and I will never grow up. <laughs> but two, I'm pregnant. And yeah, that's just incredible. Yeah, and holy shit! And when we first started talking about Brooke coming on the podcast, um, but things kind of got away from us and time that um, she was going to actually do her pregnancy announcement 
on the podcast oh, um, because it was she was going to be around the 16-week mark and she wanted to share that. And it, there's there's a whole part of um, the story, the journey of how Brooke's gotten to here that we're going to get into a little bit later, um, which, um, yeah, everyone's just going to be like... They've got to hang around to the end to find out what is going on. Wow. But, yeah, I literally, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, my Lord. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I've got to refocus. Courtney can help me. Um, but so tell us about yourself, Brooke. Oh, yeah, my thank gosh. You. My heart is like in my throat. <laughs> I don't know why. Water. I'm a really big believer in these cards. Same. I really am. And I just, my mum always did angel cards to me when I was younger. So, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and my mum, I did my mum's card reading the other day, and it was, and it came up pregnancy, and it was like a pregnancy card, so it was just really weird. Wow. Anyway, so um, are we talking about myself? Yeah, so like <laughs> I, like I feel like a lot of people know, um, especially Gold Coast related, which is a lot of my um, demographic is from the Gold Coast. Um, they've probably grown up with you as well. You've had a lot of accomplishments in your short life. Um, and I think let's focus a little bit more on like career highlights mm-hmm. and um, then let's work into more about where we are now. Okay. Gosh, where do I start really? Um Went to school, PBC, on the yep. Goldie. Everybody knows PBC and Palmy. <laughs> um, and then what did I, and then I ended up having a few years off where I, like, focused on dance and, like, that sort of thing. And, and modelling and stuff like that. dance? Yeah, I lived over in Malaysia for three months and then did, like, Hong Kong, like, a few big shows with, like, Aerial Angels and a few big companies on the Gold Coast. And then I – Matt said to me – oh, and then I met Matt when I was, like, 19, didn't want a boyfriend. He hung around and then – well, I hung around as well. And then <laughs> and then we ended up together. But then he's like, listen, you should go to uni just to get it over and done with. And, and I was like, yeah, why not? So I went to uni. This is, like, really short story. Yeah. I uh, went to uni and then I while I was at uni I also – did a lot of modelling, so I sort of did uni part-time and then did modelling on the side, did a lot for Zoo Weekly, Ralph, mm-hmm. FHM, all and those I, men's I magazines. Be, I could be wrong because obviously I'm not fully in that world, but for me you were like one of the first like kind of Australian poster girls and like I don't know if that's just in our like age gap, but you, your face was on the front of every freaking men's magazine, I swear. like I don't know if that's a good thing now or a bad thing. <laughs> no. Well, like, Luckily it was print and yeah. not digital, so um, <laughs> we're good. I'm um, sure there's a big stash of mags somewhere with oh, lots of covers on yeah, them. Yeah, in my garage. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, the, the negatives are still – I remember where they're sitting in the office of, at Zoo because I used to have to archive them because I ended up getting a job there in the end. But anyway, yeah, so I've done a ton of covers. What were you and, studying? What did you go Oh, to I studied um, a Bachelor of Journalism yeah. and Public Relations. So not that I'm really good at writing or reading or really anything, but it's only because I really wanted to do, like, more presenting sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, what did I do? And then, yeah, so I was like, so I was at uni doing modelling and stuff like that. And then um, ended up while I was, oh, so after uni, I got an internship at Zoo, mm-hmm. which was EMAP or one of the, then it ended up being Bauer Media. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then while I was there, I was also starting to DJ on the weekends. I moved to Sydney, moved away from Matt, moved away from everyone because I was offered this internship. So I went there, ended up getting a job with Zoo. And then I was just like a, sh- like, can I swear on this? Yeah. Like just oh, a yes. proper shit kicker. Like I just did whatever <laughs> you, job. You do know me. Don't I know. <laughs> I've got a really bad gut of mouth, so I might swear. Um, anyway, so I just did odd jobs for that for the company and just um, organised photo shoots, did a few covers, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I went from there. I just um, – I, I was really sad living in Sydney. I think it was just – for me it wasn't the 
place I wanted to live, and uh, but I loved working there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the friends I hung out with were DJs, and I knew the industry so well, being with Matt for so long. And so every afternoon after work, I would go hang out with all the DJs and they would, you know, spend the whole night like looking at music and shit like that. And I was like, and oh, so I love that track. And so context too. So Matt, when you're referring to Matt, is okay. Matt Stafford, part of the Staff, one half of the Stafford brothers who are DJs. Yes. So there it was go, already, yeah, it was already in your life. One thing I just want to touch on before you keep going. So when you were in Sydney and you said that you felt lonely, mm-hmm. um, what part of what you were doing, mate, was it being away from Matt, your friends, your family or the I, Gold Coast? I think it was, yeah, all of the above. Like I lived in Potts Point. I lived like in this like shitty little apartment. I was surrounded by like a lot of back then it was like a lot of when it was when King King's Cross was proper King's Cross. So yeah. it was like a lot of junkies, like just like it was just really un- like I went from beautiful beach Gold Coast to like living in like dark Potts Point. And uh, Potts Point's beautiful now, but it was not that great back then. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then, so I don't know, just having to walk to work every day was quite depressing. And then, um, you know, in the winter it was freezing fucking cold and yeah. f- for me. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, I got, so I would spend a lot of time with these DJs at night just to like, I don't know, cause I just didn't want to go to bed and just kind of whatever. And then I was starting to, um, use their old decks and then like just, you know, fuck around with the decks and stuff. And then I ended up like, I don't know, after months and months of doing that, I ended up s- saying, you know, I need someone to manage me. Because I think I'm going to start DJing. And then it, Matt didn't really want me to DJ. He thought it was like not – he just didn't want me to do it at all. Ended up – Is that because of like being in the same industries or just because he knows what the – Just being in the same industries. Yeah. okay. Purely that. And then I – and then so I got a few shows. And what was happening was I was DJ, I was working Monday to Friday in the zoo office and then on the weekends I was DJing nights. So by Monday I was like done. Like yeah. I was exhausted. But then it, uh, like weeks went by and I was starting to like pick up and I was starting to get like a few shows here and there. And then I was flying to like Cairns on a Friday night. And then like it was started going like that. And then I was like, I'm earning more money DJing two nights than I am working obviously a whole week at work. And I was like, what am I doing? Were you like, still interning at that point or did you intern? No, I wasn't interning. I was, I was, I was, had an actual job. An actual job. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then I was like, you know what? Stuff this. I'm packing up. I'm moving back to the Gold Coast. I'm just going to focus on DJing, and that's what I did. And I yeah. just did that. And how long ago was that? Um, probably like eight years ago, I would yeah. say. I think about eight. Or and seven. the past eight years has been pretty kind to your DJ career. You yes. have travelled the world, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's been wild. Like, currently live in the states, sort of now. Due to COVID, I'm back on the Gold Coast. But, yeah, no, um, I have travelled everywhere. I've been to, like, India and, like, all through Asia and um, and did the States for years. I've been living in the States for a long time. So yeah. it's been amazing. It's been dope. <laughs> yeah. And speaking, like, of um, COVID, mm-hmm. so at the time when the pandemic broke out, you were actually in L.A.? I was actually in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Yeah, doing a show for spring break. And um, and they just said – and then w- that was when the news was getting really hectic about COVID and all I was noticing that all the students were leaving the island and they were meant to stay – is it an island? Yeah, it's an island, right? Okay. Anyway, and they were meant to stay like a few – um, days later and then everyone had left. So like everyone was talking, like it was massive talk about COVID. And I was like, I don't really care about COVID. And then anyway, uh, um, my agent was with me and he goes to me, maybe we should leave. Like I was going to stay in a few days and I was like, yeah, we should. And anyway, once I got back to LA, it was like big news. Like 
uh, Trump was live like for 24 hours a day pretty much and it was like the White House was just talking about how bad COVID is and then we had Australian live TV going at the same time so that we could make just monitor what's going on on both both and um, Australia was saying oh we're going to shut the borders down uh, all this stuff and we're like let's get a flight tonight because we know something like it's and getting really it was getting bad. quite dangerous at yeah that point it was too it was. which we didn't really see too much of of that on the news of no. like looting and violence and things yeah. like that. That was funny. I think that pretty much came like the two weeks after we'd left. Yeah. Like that it got really gnarly. Right. But um it was just the fact that Australia was shutting down so quickly before the st- well the states didn't do shit to be honest. Yeah. Like but it was Australia was shutting down and I didn't want to be r- risks getting stuck there and then something happening to happening to a family member or something and I'm not there. I can't yeah. get out. I can't get back into Australia. So that's yeah. what we did. We just left. And we were with like a bunch of other Aussies as well and we were all sitting around the TV going, fuck, what do we do? Like I ended up buying a flight with Virgin and um, American Airlines just because they were all selling out. The flights were all selling out. Yeah. It was selling out really quick. So luckily Matt Stafford was on it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like really on it all the time, 24-7. But, yeah, no, we all got There's up There's also and another Stafford member. Oh, yeah, and Chris. <laughs> that, he that wouldn't is. have booked the flights. He would have just been staring at the TV. But, yeah, Matt's pretty much um, the uh, boss in that situation. Yeah, and you have also – Pretty much. So you and Matt have been together 15 mm. years now? Almost 16 Almost years. 16, yeah. How nuts is that? <laughs> that? Wow. Yeah. We thought 20 years of knowing each other was intense, but 15 years is pretty full on so with the crazy. same partner. I think I've been too. single for like six months of my entire life. Yeah. Since I was 13 <laughs> Well, or you're a catch, so I get it. <laughs> Says the girl who's like, I didn't want a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I know. I fully did because I just got out of a really long-term relationship, like during high school, like all of high school, same guy, and then had like... <laughs> Then broke up with him at like two months off and found Matt. And he was like my twin pretty much. And then I was like, you're so rad, but like I don't want <laughs> a boyfriend. Because you're me. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> we like are like really great together. We should be together. I don't yeah. want to marry you. No, but. Matt is a, a top bloke. Absolutely. I also like him being the boy next door. Also <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Matt, big waves. Um, so you've come back to Australia, but quarantine had been put in place. Yeah. So you've come home and you've had to do your two weeks. Yeah. Share with us what that was like. Um, it was, to, to be honest, was probably the worst two weeks ever of my life. I One, I'm being forced to stay in my house and I'm not good at that. Like I'm like ADHD, I swear, and I just can't sit still. Two, I was like with Matt and Chris and we've never really been in a house, like stuck in a house. Like, yeah. For the, like, and I was really scared that if I walked out like – I don't know, some shitty journalists were like, what? Because they saw everyone come in. I don't know. I just yeah. felt like I was going to get caught. So I just yeah. didn't. I couldn't. No. And you said that to me the whole time. You're like, it's not worth it. Like, yeah. it's like two weeks if, you know, we've got reputations and brands attached to us that if we get like. And it's way better to see us. Thing. Yeah. It was, yeah. would be way, it would be great to see me and Matt and Chris or something on the beach. Then, I don't know, I was just like, I knew that they were waiting for everyone to come back in. And at the airport, there was heaps of journos as well because that was like, we were kind of like the first people to sort of fly back from mm-hmm. overseas and stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, I was just really nervous. But that was really hard. And, yeah, just going through some personal stuff as well. And then, um, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. 
Yeah. And so when you were in um, quarantine, like what do you, like as you said, you're going through some personal things which we're going to get into shortly, but for your own mental wellbeing and your mindset, like what sort of things were you doing daily to um, keep on top of that? Um, literally like working out in my garage. We made a full gym. Um, yeah, and then just getting like we'd have like family members like come over and just be on the other side of the driveway just talking and then to us like that like that's how we like yeah but it was just I don't know I was I Matt took it really really seriously only because a few of his friends had got COVID mm. and they were really really sick um you know a couple of guys were in ICU and stuff so Matt was really like freaked out about it yeah um I felt like a lot of people in Australia couldn't really give a shit and they were like really like oh yeah it's just whatever but for us as a family we were like this is really bad and, like, only because, like, our friends were so sick and yeah. so we're like, why would you fuck around with this shit? Yeah. And then and also Matt's dad, he's a type 1 diabetic and so we didn't want to go anywhere near him either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, we were full wearing masks and everything. Like, yeah. yeah, and I remember that uh, Brooke, Matt and Chris came over for dinner and it just came up in conversation talking about COVID and, you know, like I, like, said some flippant comment at the time which, like, Actually, I don't even know why I said it because I, I don't actually think that, but it just was like, oh, you know, it's like a cold. But that was then like a month, it's probably like a month ago. I don't even remember what we talked we, about. Yeah, we just were talking <laughs> about like how intense it was in America. And oh, okay. then I was like, you know, I don't even know one person that had it. Like, you know, in like, not that we had heaps of cases and we definitely didn't have a high mortality rate, but in Australia, because I guess we did lock down so quickly, mm-hmm. and, you know, Queensland, we've been living this very normal life for mm-hmm. the whole time, really. And I have friends and family in Melbourne that I've definitely, like, my heart's just, like, broken for them yeah, about how 100%. hard it has been for them. Um, and then... Matt, like, you know, chimed up and he was like, you know, like, well, do you you know anyone that has, you know, had the virus? And I'm like, no. And he goes, like, I have met, because I think I said um, the, like, the um, vulnerable and, like, you know, people like that, they need to, like, care for themselves. He's like, it's not like that. Like, in America, there's men exactly like me that I know that are in, Mm -hmm. like, ICU. And it was, like, the first time I'd actually had, like, a conversation with someone that had directly known someone their own age that had been affected. It wasn't like a myth. Like, you know, when you hear the stories and you're like, well, I don't even know if that's like true or not. But I did watch the Kardashians the other day and Chloe and Kanye had it. I know. I was really surprised (laughs) as well. I love that show, but (laughs) I was like, what? I know. Prince William had it? No. Yeah. No, I saw and the breathing rock? or something. The yeah. rock got it, and yeah, yeah he couldn't breathe. That came out yesterday. The, the, the it was like <gasps> under wraps. No one was allowed to know, and it was it came to well, that. Cl- Chloe was real sick, really yeah. sick, yeah. and they oh didn't show Kanye at all. But yeah, I only just watched it like two days ago, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but Kim didn't have it, but like they did. And I'm like, where did they go? Like, how does no one else have it? Because they're always like one together. Of their work, like people that work for them, yeah, that would have brought it in. So and it was just like it's you know. Great that they're documenting it, but they're like six months kind of like too late. Like that if they had of like raised that awareness like six months ago, like the people that really look towards them probably would have acted a lot smarter. They should have said that they got COVID. The press did. Oh, they oh, did. did they? The press speculated that they say that Chloe had, like, there were rumours that she had. Right. Oh, yeah, but, like, wow. them, like, confirming it instead of just saving it for, like, the show to air, like. Well, I mean, like, the Kardashians always do that with everything, right? Yeah. yeah that's 
I know, but you that's think true. it is. I, mean, I guess that's how they make Kylie it. Kylie in her pregnancy. I know. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but she actually said that in the show where she was like, I had no issue not leaving the house because when I was pregnant, I just stayed at home for like months. Yeah. Um, in the fear of getting like papped, so she's like, "I liked COVID. I just did my own thing, and I wasn't pregnant." <laughs> like, oh my sounds god, she amazing. can have COVID. I'll have her house and be oh, in quarantine. <laughs> so you and Matt have been in the DJ world for the past eight years. Matt's been oh my god, a lot longer, five hundred like, years. Yeah, five hundred years. <laughs> I remember being like a, a very young festival goer, loving the Stafford Brothers, <laughs> just being like, "Oh my god, this song is epic." <laughs> yeah, some of the best times of my life listening to them. Um, so you've, you're traveling, he's traveling. You got married five, four, four, five. Two thousand and seventeen, October. 2017. Okay, so three years ago you got married. Oh, just gone. Mm. Three years ago got married. Um, how do you navigate conversations about families, goals, future, living between Australia and America, living very separate schedules. How do you stay on the same wavelength and have a solid relationship during that? I can't explain. It's really pretty hard to explain. I don't know. I've always been the type of person, whereas if you don't like what I do, like, I don't know, I'm just like very, I'm doing this and that's it. And Matt kind of really respects that. And we just, I don't know, we have a lot of trust and I think we just, go on our own journeys and like I'll it'll be times where I go like DJing for like two weeks and I won't see Matt I've been lived overseas obviously for a couple of months and I don't know we just got this great relationship where I can just do what I want and just like I think I don't think I could be with someone that could would control me like Mm -hmm. at all because I'm just wild and I just like love space and I don't like people questioning what I'm doing or I don't know I just like I know I'm on the right path I think and then I just I've just always been free and I just mm. love it and I Matt loves that I think that I am really independent yeah and I think that's what turns him on really is because yeah. I am who I am and he is and he's the same as me so like you know I couldn't control him mm-hmm. I don't know we just we're, it's hard to explain yeah and so going back like um let's go even go back to this time last year, mm-hmm. are you where you thought that you would be right now, given that there was no pandemic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on this day, I want to know, um, like, where, where was you? I? I don't think <laughs> any of us thought we'd be oh, where we are now. Well, yeah. speaking of Halloween, I, like, look, it came up, like, a year ago. I was, like, wasted drunk, dressed as, like, <laughs> some space cadet in a strip club DJing. It was actually the best, one of my favourite gigs. <laughs> I was so drunk and I was in this awesome wig and it was so much fun and people were resharing that, like, friends of mine. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe that that was this time last year. Like, it feels like that was a lifetime ago. So much has happened this year. Well, really nothing has happened, to be honest, but, like, so much, like, well, your trauma been- is... Like, you know, not trauma. Yeah, yeah like actually a lot of trauma yeah. this year. So it was like, yeah, my industry is completely fucked. Like yeah. it is. And everyone can second me on that. That works in the industry being DJs, musicians. Entertainers. Any, like Live even hospitality. Like, yeah. And even like poor uni students that live in Australia that their whole income is working at a bar. They're all gone. Like it's just, it's really sad for everyone and everything and a lot of clubs have shut down. A lot of big festivals have shut down. Um, Yeah, it's been really shit. Yeah. Yeah, and people have been really down. Like heaps of DJs have been really down because a lot of DJs have gone from like touring around the world, super busy, you know, like back-to-back shows to back home with their parents or something like stuck, you know, and there's no income and, and you've got like heaps of staff and 
Yeah, so it's been wild. Yeah. And, like, you guys have your fingers in a lot of pies outside mm. of just the DJ world. You've mm. been really smart with, you know, your choices and investments over the years mm. too. Um, you actually have um, created a new product. Oh, yeah. Just um, – okay, so I – during my whole journey of DJing and everything I've done, I've always had to stay really fit with like obviously my appearance or whatever. And so I was always like, and I've, I was a really good jump rope skipper as a kid. And I actually did a lot of competitions and stuff like that. And I think having that on the road, like a jump rope on the road was like my thing. And I always did like little Instagram videos of me jump roping. And then it got to a point where people were like, oh, what do you actually do to keep fit on the road? And then I was like showing people, And then I was like, so I had this little bag and I'd put like heaps of things in there, like booty bands and ropes and all this sort of stuff. And then I got to a point where I was like, man, I wish there was a better pack that you could take that sit like a cube, like in Mm -hmm. your suitcase. And then I just created one, but I didn't release it until, well, it took for ages to get it manufactured. And then once it kind of was on its way to Australia, I fell pregnant. And my whole plan was to do video demonstrations of what I do, how teach people how to skip and all that stuff. Cause I needed some, I, need, I wanted a little side hustle other than DJing. Cause I'm yeah. like, I can't DJ when I'm 50. So you I can't. need, well, you can, <laughs> I don't know that any females boys, that do. Boys but seem to have a bit more leeway in that area. Listen, DJing is not just being on stage thing. It's like getting ready at midnight to be yeah. staying awake, then getting on a plane when you haven't slept, then going to another state. And then it's, that or the being on stage is the easiest part. I reckon it's everything else that sucks. Yeah. It's getting on a plane like six days a week and shit. So it's fucked. Anyway, but I love it. I do love it. Yeah. I wouldn't say everything I'll, comes with its highs and its lows yeah. in, you know, any profession or career choice that you love. You thrive off one part and there's always that little niggle. You're like, I really wish I didn't have to do like that oh. part of it. And the just eating on the road and stuff like that. I, I used to get really sick. Anyway, so. Um, so what's the name? Yeah, what's so the, the name pa- of this pack? Okay, the pack's called Fly Fit. And what's in it? And in the pack is like a really cool rope. It's a basic rope. I didn't want to get a rope that people would like um, whip their whip their bodies too mm-hmm. much. Just as, it's a real basic. How I first learned how to skip, I use the same rope. Um, sliders, booty bands, and it just comes in this beautiful like little zip cube um, and it fits really nicely in your suitcase. And that was my whole plan, like fitness on the fly. So, yeah, that was my thing. And then I wanted to just do that. And then it kind of like stuffed up because I really wanted to be in the demo videos. And then I started and then I felt pregnant and I didn't want to skip like a crazy person when I'm like six weeks pregnant because that's not very safe. So, yeah, anyway, that kind of it's it's kind of like I'm not pushing it as hard as what I should. But um, it's only because I've um, I'm pregnant and it's pretty hard. (laughs) Sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed. No. And it's. Fucking tough. <laughs> it's really fucking tough. Your body goes through all sorts of things. So how far along are you now? I'm, um, as of Friday, I'm 23 weeks. And do you know the sex of your baby? Baby girl. Baby girl. Baby Brooke. Little Brooke yeah. coming. <laughs> incoming. Wow. More of, Matt, more of you for Matt to love. <laughs> when when the phone call came and it's like you're, you're, um, you're having a girl, Matt. Was it a phone he- call? Yeah, because I got the NIPT test. Oh, what's an IPT? It's a blood test. Oh. And it's at 10 weeks. Whoa. And they tell you um, Down syndrome, sex, everything. Okay. It's amazing. Because yeah, that used to be no, no gender, but at 13 weeks, you would have a scan. I'm, yeah. Well, 
I should know that, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, serious. Some people don't get the nip test because right. it's like a couple of hundred. No, it's like five hundred dollars or something. Yeah. And um. Anyway, and then I got the I got the I just really want to get it done early. I just yeah. want to just for peace of mind. And I'll never forget, look, like lying in next to Matt, and I was like lying on this bed, our spare in our spare room when Matt had a desk there. And then he's like, and he's actually had his hands on the keyboard, looking out the window, but not actually typing and not actually looking at his computer because he just got called that he's having a girl. And I was like, wish I could just go into his brain and just go, what is he thinking? Like, oh shit, like you know, like he's like, I go. Are you all right? And he goes, Yeah. I'm what? And I went, Okay, are you okay with that news? And he's like, Yeah, I'm okay. And then because he he really thought he was having a boy. I think like Bow-bow. all men do do that. Yeah. Like, but and I I've had the conversation with Matt too. You just like envisage how life is and it's not something you can control and like everyone has like a preference of a gender. And most of the time girls want a girl and boys want a boy or mm-hmm. like they don't but no one actually really cares. No. Unless you've got like five of the one gender and you're yeah. really trying to like get another one. That's when you really care. But the second that that baby comes out and you just hold them, they could be like a alien and you'd still be like, oh, my God, you're mine. I love you. <laughs> um, so you've made yourself a little quarantine Yeah. Was that on the cards prior to you coming home from America? It was. So last year um, – in about Christmas time, we made the decision to just start trying or, like, mm-hmm. just not worry. Um, and Had yeah. you discussed this, like, prior? Was it, like, planning your future a few years back when I get to be this age, like my biological clock, my fertility, yeah. you know, my lifestyle, had all those things come into yeah. play? yeah. And I was, like, full on, like, getting tons of shows and stuff like that. So I was like, is this the right decision? Anyway, let's just try and let's just let's just try. We'll see what happens. We're not going to worry. We're not going to, like, go, you know, I'm not going to buy, like, ovulation sticks and all that sort of stuff. I'm just yeah. going to just. have to have sex I'm just, right now. No, it's, it was just like, <laughs> let's just. Wing it. Have sex when we feel like having sex and see what happens. And mm-hmm. I fell pregnant literally, like, straight away. Yeah. And that was during Christmas time last year. Yeah. And, um, so 2019 Christmas. Yeah, yep. a few big nights on the piss, and usually yep, that's how you they're get conceived. knocked up. <laughs> that's usually how they're conceived, yeah. and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, I was so drunk!" Or and you're like, "It's fine." They're literally like, I don't even know how small they are at that point, but they're fine. Like a cell. A cell. Yeah, <laughs> they're a twinkle in the eye. That yeah. night. That's not medical advice, please. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh yes, that is that, that is not a professional advice or an opinion. Just mine. <laughs> They say it's just because you're really like happy and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the science. There must be some sort of science behind. I don't even know behind. what the female anatomy is really called. To be able to say, <laughs> it just opens up and accepts what's coming. Oh my god! <laughs> this week I've learned more about my female anatomy than I ever have in my life. I'm like, what is that called? <laughs> I have what? <laughs> anyway, and so that happened, and it was I was like, holy shit! Oh, so how I found out was pretty amazing. Like, so I had a gig in. Um, in Atlantic City on New Year's Eve last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was like, uh, so I was only going to go for five days. I had back-to-back shows, like just New Year's and the day after. So when, anyway, I was DJing and the next day I was like, oh, I had to get on a plane really early, go straight to another show in Miami. And I was like really, really sick. And I was like really hungover. I was like, fuck, I'm so hungover. Anyway, did the gig and I was actually with Fisher. I don't know if you know Fisher, he's a big DJ. So I was with him in Miami. He had a show at another club somewhere else. And so we went out for dinner and I just felt so off. And then, um, and then, so yeah, so we're just out, we're partying and I, 
I, I went to his show first and then he came to my show next and we had the best time. But then I had to fly back to LA the next day. And when I landed back in LA, I was so sick. I was like, whoa, I feel really weird. Anyway, the markets were on down the road. Anyway, so the like farmer's market. So I walked down the farmer's market and I was like so dizzy and weird. Anyway, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a pregnancy test. I just had that feeling. Took the pregnancy test. Tested. It was positive. And I'm just like in my house in LA just like, Fuck. Was Matt home? No, because Matt was in Australia. Oh. Yeah, so I was by myself. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Were you just coming happened? back for – I was just went you, back to LA just for the New Year's Eve gig. Right, and then you are yeah. coming back to Australia because you guys spend time in between yeah. the states and yeah. here you have certain times of the year where you come back and do – Yeah, I just got a really good offer for New Year's in yep. Atlantic City, so I was like, I'm going. Um, got to keep chase that cash, you know? Um, <laughs> and, then, and so anyway, and then I didn't tell Matt and I flew home, literally my flight home was like, I was lying there just like, fuck, I'm pregnant, fuck, I'm pregnant, fuck, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like the whole time, excuse my French, I'm oh, so rude. Anyway, and, um, and I was like, and then when I got home, Matt was blind. It's like blind <laughs> drunk with all the boys. And he was like, babe. And he's like hugging me. And I'm like, I need to going, talk to you. Yeah, 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 I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then, um, he ended up. I go, you go out with the boys. I'm just going to stay home. Anyway, the next – he comes home at like 3 in the morning and I go, I've got something to tell you, eh? And he goes, are you guys, you're pregnant, eh? And I went, yep. And he goes, oh, yes, I did it. Fuck you. I'm the man. I'm the man. I've got video footage. He actually was prancing around the house saying, I'm the man. And, like, I'm so great. It happened so quick and I've got super sperm and I'm like this. And I'm just here like, shut the fuck up. Anyway, and then – um. And that was nice. And we didn't really, we didn't tell anyone. And and then we went back to LA. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have this baby in America. So yeah. we got on the plane and went back, got a doctor, went to this like special women's clinic and um, everything was sort of great for a and while. So I'm just doing my math that if you're 23 weeks now and going back to Christmas time, that that math doesn't really No, it doesn't. Yeah. So then about week uh, I think it was like week eight, I think it was. I was like, I was sort of showing kind of, like I was like obviously a little bit puffy. And then um, I looked in the mirror this one day and I walked past the mirror and I was like, I could see my abs like again. And I was like, I had really nice, not nice abs back you then. You do have a great <laughs> They Let's were really, not brag they were really, about it, I was really We fit. all know you got a banging butt. I was really fit back then. <laughs> and then I was like, that's weird because I can see my abs again. Anyway, so Matt was going in for a blood test that day. He likes to check his bloods to see if he's, like, <laughs> amazing. Anyway, and then I was like, I'll come with you because he's going to the same doctor as what I was seeing for yeah. my um, babe, whatever, everything. And then I was like, oh, and then he, and then so the girl was an Australian girl and she was doing the ultras. She was doing my ultrasounds. And then I was like, oh, can I have a look at the baby? Like, because Matt was getting blood tests and I was like, and she goes, yeah, come in the room and I'll have a look at the baby. And then, and then she put the thing on and it, there was no heartbeat. So... Yeah. 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 Hard, but I haven't even cried for like so long. Anyway. um, And like I just want to point out that part of Brooke coming on the podcast today was to actually share this um, and it's so brave of her to do that and you've lived such a public life and such a happy, vibrant personality and always on stage but behind every beautiful smiling person is heartache and pain and it's a subject that we'd spoken about together that people don't 
share openly and so many women go through this quiet suffering. I think it's yeah. like one in three women this yeah. happens yeah. to. Like it's insane that Sorry, I haven't cried about this for so long no, and I thought I was like I completely mean, over it. You're and pregnant I think, now so you're very hormonal. Yeah, <laughs> and then like the drive over here I was really like kind of worried to talk about it just because I haven't like been in this situation and sort of had to talk about it. Hard. Sorry, it's a traumatic yeah. And I actually have never talked about it really to anyone in the public or anything. So, like, that's probably why we put off our podcast so many times because I was like, I'm not really ready to talk about yeah. it. And that, yeah, you know, and that's your your right to do yeah. that. And it's so brave of you to come on and share and um, talk about something that, as Courtney just pointed out, happens to one in three yeah. women. And a lot of people have their own private pain and suffering and, um during whoa yeah, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's hard you need to like hug you huh? and touch had you. you told many people at that point you said you were I've only weeks. I only told like my best school friends because they've I've they've been in my life for since grade three or something like that so I only told them that I was pregnant my family that I was pregnant that's it and um, had you known anybody that had had miscarriage before in your life everyone okay. so but there's a big difference between your friend telling you yeah. that they've had a miscarriage to it actually hearing yeah. it. Did, did it help having supportive people understanding what you were going through? A hundred percent. Like the best, I just like, I rang mum straight away because for me ringing my mum, she always has, I don't know, it was just. Some words well, of wisdom or some yeah. comfort. Matt was a How mess. was Matt? Yeah. Oh, he was like way worse than me. I was kind of, I don't even know, like I was in shock because I didn't because I wasn't bleeding or anything, so yeah. I just didn't know what was going on. Like, and I don't, and I don't understand pregnancy. I still have heaps of questions, you know. Like, I don't. It everything's you learn every day. Yeah, and um, you, it's one of those things that you don't want to look into something too much because you can really do your own head in. That there's a yeah. lot of scary things in those books, and there's a lot of helpful things in those books. That yeah. most of us, especially first time round, you either go, "I'm going to wing it," or "I'm going to read every book known to men." I was a wing it. Cause oh, well, I'm, no one's surprised I'm that you weren't reading the books. A <laughs> I'm such the audio a version. <laughs> now audio I'm just like I don't want to read anything. Like yeah. I'm really like this whole time round is so different. But yeah, and we just sat in the car in the car park and we just me and Matt just bawled for like ages. And it's so weird because I didn't realize I didn't ever thought that would happen to me because my health, knock on wood, has been the most. I've had the most amazing health yeah. for such a wild life I live and how how much I put my body through. Like I put my body through fucking hell. Yeah, it's pretty grueling industry, as you explained with the flights. Yeah, and it's up like late it's, and then- I've been doing it since I was 17, working in nightclubs and nights and everyone knows that just puts a big toll on your body. But also what I was doing, I noticed that week that the baby had actually died because the, they, they, work, they worked out yeah. when the baby had st- died um, was the week I did six flights and four shows, DJ shows. Now, like, that is hardcore and everyone that DJs or anyone that's in the industry will completely know that, that was, that's really hard on your body. Like, I, to stay awake, I was drinking coffee to stay awake and, like, really you shouldn't be drinking, obviously, more than 200 milligrams of caffeine. I read that this time. Um, <laughs> Um, I, yeah, like, and I was doing that to stay awake in the most crucial time of your pregnancy, which is like around that six, seven, eight week mark. Yeah. Anyway, and just stuff like that. So it, reading and seeing that information and given what happened, yeah. what were your feelings towards your career? I just was like, it. Com- everything changed. Like from that 
day, like every single thing changed. I had to get a DNC the next day because I just wanted to get it over and done with. Mm-hmm. Like I just was like mentally yeah. like your way of dealing with it. Yeah, I just had to like move on. Um, and then it just took me, it took me so long to get over it. Like it was like months. And then that was when COVID hit. Mm. So everything really hit me like hard. Like I lost my career. Lost a baby, you know, like so everything happened. And you had to come home, then quarantine I had to come home. Time. I didn't want to come home because I'd just left home, like, because it was mm. Christmas time. And then we went back to LA and I had to come back. And then stuck in quarantine with two guys that just annoyed me, you know what I mean? Like, so mm, it was yeah. like, for me, it was like really overwhelming. Anyway, and then, um, whew, okay, mm. pull your head in. You're doing so uh-huh. well. You're doing so well. Thank you. Mm. And then, um, and then what happened? Yeah, but the shit thing that overall that I like came out of this was like the doctors don't give you any post like care care about mm-hmm. miscarriage. It's like you've had a miscarriage, you go to the doctors, get obviously te- a few tests done or whatever. Like I think I don't even think I got a test done like afterwards, but they don't give you like any like nothing. It's just like you've had a miscarriage and that's it. And I found that really weird because my hormones had dropped so bad that I almost got like postnatal. Like it was really weird. Yeah. Well, they're up there for that, you know, duration of being pregnant that they do come like crashing down. And it's like the baby. Don't worry. Oh my God. One of the side effects of pregnancy is Brooke is, is getting get blood, blood noses nose. and she's worried to <laughs> blow her nose in case blood comes out. Yeah, that'd be hard, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that that's what really wigged me out. But it also a big thing that was a big wake-up call for me was all my friends that are my bestest friends have gone through t- t- so many rounds of IVF, you know, from three to five miscarriages each, like all these things. And what I've realised is like, wow, I can't believe I wasn't there that much for them. Mm. Like I was like, I'm only going through one miscarriage, right? Which I, which was which like. more than enough. Yeah. It was completely fucked. But then I look at like my girlfriends that have been through that and I was like, um, yeah, well, I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you. And they're like, no, 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 it's so fine. And I was like, it's just the most awful thing and I can't, can't believe I just didn't feel feel what I'm feeling right now. I didn't feel that for you. Like, anyway. It's hard to understand. You have to be It's so hard to understand. It's just, and and it's not just with that, you know, it's with loss, it's with, you know, cancer, cancer, like it's people's own story that unless it's directly affecting you and sometimes it can still be a family member and you still won't feel the same until it really happens to you and you're in it. And even like men and women, I would assume, Mm. would experience this in different ways as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, what Matt went through could be very different to what you went through emotionally mm-hmm. through this whole experience as well, even though it was the same thing happening to both of you. you know? yeah. Did you guys talk through it together? Like you said, you sat in ca- the car like bawling that day. How did Matt go about the the next day? How you just wanted to deal with it straight away? Was he the same? Oh, he was just like amazing, like yeah. Superman. Like yeah. just, I don't know, just he, we've completely changed and, um, and like, just like we and I ended up having the the op and then came home and then um do they call it an operation I don't even know what they yeah call they it. call it a curette curette yeah and then I just went home and um just sat in my room and just laid in bed and just didn't wake up for a few days like just slept and then Matt just moved his office desk like next to the bed and mm. sat there and um yeah we just it was just like that was okay like I got over that part like healing and everything was fine it was just like. The month later, like COVID and 
and just it that, it all and up. it flared everything up, and it made you really down because, like, the world was like kind of coming to an end. Well, mm. that's how the media portrayed it. Like, it was very like fucking Doomsday. bad. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this year?" Like, and it's still the same. Like, you know what I mean? What's well, well, you know, I'm, I'm blessed right now, but yeah, no, it was like, holy motherfucker! Like, <laughs> yeah, and how anyway. How did you prepare mentally to try again? Um, I so I the doctor had said like to me that you can get pregnant really easy after a cure. So I was like, oh awesome! Like as soon as I'm healed, let's get back into it. Because I was like, let's just get back on the horse. I've always been like that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't fall pregnant, and I thought I'd fall pregnant as quick as I did the first time. La la. And then I think months went by. And I was like, this is so weird. And I was getting really obsessive. Like I would I would take a ovulation test every single day. Like it just got really like really bad. And um I got really obsessed and Matt could see that I was getting really obsessed with it. And it was like that was actually like really wigging me out. But I think I was also suffering from still from the yes. miscarriage. So yeah. it was like this mental like tug of war and then Matt's like, do you want to go back to DJing? And I was like, yeah, I think I have to. Like I need to get back on the road or something. And then that's what I did. And and then anyway, and then I wasn't getting pregnant. I think it was like two months, the first two months. And I was like, I'm not getting pregnant. Like I think it was three months. Anyway, by like the fourth month or something, I ended up having a big blowout in Byron Bay and – yeah, we um, fell pregnant. It opened up, <laughs> the, the womb opened up again and said, come on in. And uh, <laughs> we're back to here we are. And yeah. uh, now I'm blessed at 23 weeks. Beautiful almost. baby girl, due. Uh, March the 5th. Beautiful. Yeah, is- so I'm really like, yeah, it's wow, you know. Yeah, if you could share a message for um, anyone that's going through, been through, is still on their journey of um, – pregnancy or fertility, um, what would it be? I think that you just, you're not alone. And I think every, there's a lot of women out there that experience exactly the same. And I think talking to your bestest and closest, closest friends and family is the only way you can really get over it. I don't know. And then talking to people that have gone through it, but uh, yeah, it's hard to say what advice because like everyone's so different and everyone's like, everyone's situations are really different for me. Like, I've always been someone that wanted children. So I was like, like, I re- I'm so excited. So, and then because I was so healthy, I thought, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening to me? And I couldn't understand like why things weren't going my way. So that was like, so then I like learned, you know what, like we're not all perfect. And like, that's also what I learned. Like we're not perfect. These things happen. And yeah, just got to try it again. Try, and, yeah, yeah, time and like this is the best time for me to heal it. Like I'm kind of like I know this sounds terrible but COVID, this break of COVID, I think honestly made me pregnant again because mm-hmm. I wasn't DJing, I wasn't getting on a plane, I wasn't, well, you, you know what I mean? into your summer in America. Yeah, too. and I probably would have forced myself to DJ again because I love I love DJing, I love money and I love You didn't have to choose. And stuff. COVID allowed you not to choose between Yeah, I actually got family. to like enjoy the whole process week by week, watch my body change, throw up in buckets every single day <laughs> because I had the worst morning sickness ever. Um, yeah, so it was just just listen to your body and like if you do fall pregnant, just you you got to be so careful in those first 12 weeks, What exactly what the doctor said because that anything can go wrong and you've just got to be like – 
really relaxed. And just be gentle with just yourself. Just be gentle because it's yeah. like you're making a miracle and it's pretty f- amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, I am so super grateful for you, Brooke, coming on today and sharing that story because it is brave and it's part of what the, the podcast is to me. It's about, you know, the fabulous people sharing, even though that this is not a flaw, but it is, you know, sharing their stories, sharing their truth and being vulnerable. And, you know, it don't always judge someone by the pictures that you see mm-hmm. on their social media, um, even though that's very much if someone met you down the street and was having a chat, you are exactly the way that you come across in your stories, which probably is what the the good thing about social media is, is that the, you get the, the profile with the, you know, pretty pictures, but when you dive into someone's stories and they really show who they are and coming on things like a podcast and talking about real topics and, um, you know, I'm sure you've got a lot of people out there that look up to you that these words are going to mean a lot too. So I'm very grateful for you doing that. I'm happy to share it, but oh, it took me a bit. <laughs> And, and this drive up. here, I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and I, like I've never been no- nervous to talk yeah. or perform or, like, nothing bothers me. But this, yeah, kind of worried me a little yeah. bit. You did super well. But we're going to end with our final five, which okay. is five little rapid-fire questions that I'm oh. going to ask you. So, um, quote to live by. Oh, I'm always about life short. Like, yeah, so live large. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, best advice you've ever received? Oh, my gosh. Advice. Holy hell. Um, I've, uh, um, I don't know. Ask me. I don't know. I'll come back. Ah, no, <laughs> your core value. Um, values. Um, I'm, like, pretty stuck on these. Hang on. Last meal. Let's go to last meal. (laughs) (laughs) Brooke loves her food. She's probably got her long list of food on there. Last Uh, meal. um, A muesli bar on the way here. Is that a meal? (laughs) No, what would be your last meal if you were dying? (laughs) (laughs) What's your last meal? I love you so much. Oh, my God. You should have said last meal before I die. (laughs) They're my abbreviations. I didn't say the whole thing. Um, It says last meal. So... If everyone reads what last you meal means, it's my last meal. You were skipping ahead the questions. Like, so if you could have one last meal, what would it be? Probably like a big pasta spaghetti bolognese or something. So not a muesli bar. <laughs> I yeah, was so like, not a muesli bar <laughs> on the way out here. I'm like, that's probably the worst answer we <laughs> Although we had a guest saying she liked her protein, protein from- smoothie. <laughs> Who said that? I'm Hayley from Oh, my Minogue. God. And I was just like... What? I'm like, okay. And um, actually, you can do a little plug on this one as yeah. another little venture that you've got oh, coming yeah, up. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Fave Beveragino. Um, fizz, hard seltzers. Okay. What is that? So, okay, so it's a hard seltzer. It's like a really big. I don't know what a seltzer is. It's like the way. It's so hot right now. It's so hot right now. And it is the so, way it's w- brewed. Uh, is it's- it healthy? Yeah, it's because like we were having a combo about a combo about it, and I was like, "It's like fizzy flavored water." Yeah, like, it's right. like sparkling water that gets you drunk. <laughs> okay, pretty much. And it's what beautiful. flavors would you pick if you were drinking hard fizz? Like a like a watermelon? No, orange and mango. I like orange and mango. I think we've got and that where flavor. can okay. Where so can hard this? fizz is a company that I've invested in, yes. and um, with shameless a bunch plug. Of people. That's what yeah. that's all about. Yeah. So <laughs> and uh, it comes out like literally it comes out on. This week, so oh, amazing. And where can like the actual it, cans. Where can we get it from? Uh, Bottleos around Australia. Perfect. I don't know the exact Bottleos, but right. yeah, there's heaps of. I'm sure you'll be doing a plug on your social media. Yeah, yeah. I don't do know, know the that. like logistics. I'm all about like promo. Okay. <laughs> Coming back to best advice, have you got there yet? 
Oh, just best advice. Um, I don't know. Just like just I'm all about working hard and just don't complain. And Matt was always been like a really good mentor in business and um, and just be – just be nice to everyone because you don't yeah. really know who you're talking to. Yeah, or, and I love that. that. And I've been caught a few times in the past, like probably not saying the right things to the right people. And I think I've really learned from that being the age I am now. <laughs> um, but yeah, 23. Just, yeah, just work hard. Yeah, think yep. before you speak. And is, that's core, core value. Ah. Give an example. Mine's honesty. Yeah, I, yeah I'm probably a bit the same. Uh, I do like a white lie here and there. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it ain't hurting nobody. (laughs) No, I didn't go out for that long. Um, um, Just be kind to your mother. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Family. Yeah. That's a value. Yes. And so for everyone listening, where can we find you? At Brooke Evers on Instagram and every other handle, I think. Yeah. Amazing. Again, thank you so much, Brooke. I am very grateful for you sharing. And for all those listeners, just remember to follow me on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's not follow me. Courtney's like, that is not what you're (laughs) supposed to say. I think they get what you mean by now. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and also jump over to Brooke's Fly Fit page if you are looking at getting fit. Yeah. On the fly. Fly Fit Pack. That's what Fly Fit Pack. Yep. At Fly Fit Pack. Amazing. Yes. Thanks, babe. Thanks for tuning in. And just remember, we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash. <laughs>